Hey guys, it's Nigel coming to you live and direct on a Friday night. I'm gonna talk about Gotham season five, episode three. Uh, first, I gotta give a shout out to Corey who requested this. He's a big Gotham fan. And I just wanna say thank you, man, for requesting it. Thank you, man, for hopefully listening to this podcast. Uh, these podcasts that I'm putting out, I appreciate that man very much. Uh, just drop me a, a like or dislike or comment on Facebook as I'm posting it there too publicly. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. So I just finished watching Gotham episode three, and I have to say it's pretty good. I enjoyed myself watching it. I can't complain. It's always good to see, uh, you know, my favorite comic book character come to life. And at least I, I understand what Bruno Heller is doing. And it's been a consistent uh, climb to the top. Effortless. I mean, David Mazous is killing it as Bruce Wayne. He's very tall now. <laughs> but he has to put on some muscle, I guess, and get the bat suit going. But right now he's just dressing in black and kicking ass and taking names. So let's get into it. So I, when I was watching it, there was three subplots that I, or three plot lines that I saw, obviously starting from the beginning of the season. So the first one I'm gonna talk about is Selena Kyle. So Selena Kyle, she's got her her legs back, her ability to walk again. Uh, but after she ingested that cure that Poison Ivy gave to Bruce on the last episode, her when if anyone's watching Gotham, they'll know what I'm talking about. The the end of it, her eyes changed, so she has literally cat eyes. Right now, it's not permanent. But I guess when she needs to freak someone out, <laughs> she'll do it. So, like I said, scene opens up with her and she's having nightmares of her get herself getting shot by Jeremiah. So, once she wakes up out of this nightmare, she disappears. And then she reappears on the roof of the building where she is in the hospital. And she just jumps off and she's in costume. I call it her costume. Just like Bruce, she's in black. Uh, and she has a cat and nine tails whip on her hip. And she has clearly etched out some of the deadliest claws a cat has ever had. Um, so yeah, so she's ready for war. And the reason she's ready for war is that she wants revenge on Jeremiah. So, she ends up going to Haven, which is where Bruce Wayne is currently residing. I don't think they've shown Wayne Manor yet. At least I haven't seen it in this season yet. But like I said, this is episode three. So, he's there uh, helping Jim Gordon uh, on a daily basis to help the people of Gotham, keep them safe, give them hope which I will come back around to mentioning that, that word hope. I think 
the good guys in this are dealing with giving Gothamites hope. Hope for a better future. Hope that they will get all the gangs under control and go back to their normal lives. Hope that the government will come and aid them. Hope that there will be a, a better tomorrow. But for now, they're in a day-to-day, -day, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm doing laundry in the background, so that sound you may hear, that's me. I, I live in the real world. This is real things, so all right. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's jump back into it. So yeah, so when she goes there, she sees Bruce, they talk, and then they of course question people because someone's got to know jeremiah because everybody from gotham is at haven so somebody somewhere in that city has know where he is because they haven't found him for months right since the end of season four so they find a guy he's he's there uh, beside his friend who is lying in a bed um unconscious i think he was just sleeping but when he showed him what happened to him, oh my God, it's so disturbing. I mean, when I look at Gotham and I think about the violence that's on that show, and and it's not as it's not as bad as I think it could be. I mean, there's a lot of shows out there that's a lot worse. And that being said. I mean, Gotham is, as as a phrase could go, there. it's gangster up in that show. It's gangster. It's literally a crime syndicate of some kind, like the Penguin Runs, to mysterious and odd and just weird, like Edward Nigma. Uh, obviously, Barbara has her own etched out neighborhood. And all these characters are just violent. Like, they're just uber violent. It's kill or be killed. It's a doggy dog world. And your ass is usually Alpo. And if if your ass is grass, they're the lawnmower. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just violent. You know, everybody in the air gets killed, whether by the knife or the gun or whatever. You know, usually it's a semi-automatic or a straight-up automatic. Or sometimes it's even a grenade launcher. So take your pick. You know, so... Yeah, so they find out that the word, the, 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 literally the guy's torso is carved up with kill, 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 kill. Like literally, you could see the gaping holes in this guy's body. And I'm not going to talk about it in too much detail, but it's that graphic. That's what I'm saying. So no wonder there's a, there's a mature um, warning on this, you know, with language, violence, mature content. Not for the young kids, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so they find out that he's in the dark zone. So the dark zone is where everybody evil, everybody just crazy, insane, psychopaths, sociopaths, all the paths, all the, all those psychos live there, right? The baddest of the bad, the most evil of the evil live there. So that's where Bruce and Selena go. So when they get there, of course, hey. Gotta kick some ass. So, of course, there's a gang on one side. And then another gang is on the other side. So, they thought they could get away, but boom. 
so they're surrounded. Now, I have to say, David Mazuz, watching this kid grow up and mature on Gotham, he's come a long way. And you could see that he actually cares about the choreography. And, and the choreography is not by no shaky cam or whatever. This is like, you could see everything. You know, every move he makes, the choreography, the bad guys, he's kicking ass and things like that. So I commend the the cast and crew and, and everyone on the set who does a great job bringing that to life. Um, and then again, um, of course, who trained him? Yeah, Sean Pertwee, of course, who's also known as Alfred Pennyworth. He's a badass himself. Yeah, so, so literally Selena... So what I noticed there is Bruce Wayne, he's not crossing that line. He's not going to, you know, kill you. He hasn't reached that level yet. So he will wound you, maim you, break your bones and things like that. Selena now takes out this big guy. Like he must have been two, 250, maybe 300 pounds. Big guy. So, of course, she does her stuns, she kicks, she punches and, you know, rap, you know, throws him to the ground, cuts his Achilles. Like, she's just uber violent. And then she slaps the guy with these claws on her gloves, at the tip of her gloves. And she literally, if you can see my hands moving, like, just scratching his face, scratching his face until he is done. Like, you know, when they say stick a fork in him, he's done. Well, this guy is done. He ain't moving. But they did find out the old north center or sector of the dark zone. That's where Jeremiah is. So they head over there. So when they get there, it's like everybody dressed in like black and white. You know, it looks like a cult. So I guess this woman I've never seen before. I can just hear her voice and she's wearing a mask. And she's talking to these perpetual, I guess, victims, right? As I, I call them victims because I just know they're going to die. So basically, she makes the introduction. She tells him, you want to meet Jeremiah? Go through that door. She picks, she chooses who she wants to see Jeremiah. Then she kicks everybody out. And then, you know... Of course, it's Russian roulette. That's what you have to do. So she calls it a test of loyalty. I call it a test of stupidity. And I'm thinking to myself, man, is there nowhere that Gotham will not go? Like, this is just deep. It's so deep. So, long story short, Selena's caught up in it because she wants to get to Jeremiah. Right? I can't wait to watch episode four because I'm going to watch it straight after I do this recording. And, you know, of course she survived because she stops the bullet. Because basically everybody is is um, is pointing a gun at the other person. So I'm like, whoa, man, this thing is... But it's, it's so much fun to watch. And, of course, Bruce, Bruce gets there... To, to follow her to make sure she doesn't do anything crazy. Man, I'm telling you, when she when Selena and I guess her character's name is Harley Quinn, 
Because she's dressed like Harley Quinn. She's got the makeup on her face and the red and black clothes. And I guess she's Harley Quinn. I've never seen her before. Only one time, I think, in, in the first episode. And she was in Gordon's office at the GCPD. And I didn't know who she was there, but I'm guessing she's Harley Quinn. Um, maybe I should go and revisit season four, you know, when I have time and binge watch that. Because I did watch season four up to a certain episode. So, but anyways, yeah, so, so Selena, like I said, will kill. Like she and Harley Quinn throw down. It's a good fight. It's a short fight, but it was a short fight. And just when she was going to pull the trigger and kill Harley Quinn, Bruce was there and stopped her. And I guess Bruce is still doing that no kill policy, just like Batman in the comics. At least right now he's not killing. But we all know he's killed in the comics. But maybe this Bruce Wayne Batman is not the one. Um, so yeah, so let me just wrap this up. So when Bruce stops her from pulling the trigger, she stabs Selena and takes off down an elevator. And... Then Selena gets mad at Bruce for stopping her and then cuffs him to the... I don't know how she did. She moved so quick. She moved quick like a cat. Boom. There you go. Catwoman. But it was... Another thing, I just before I wrap, it, wrap up this plot for the episode, I just want to say, like, Selena and Bruce kiss because they're working together. And it's like that in the comics. It's like that in the cartoon. It's always been the bat and the cat. Even in the... Batman Returns movie with Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer, who hands down to this day is the most perfect embodiment of Catwoman that I have seen. I love you, Michelle. Okay, let's move on. So, yeah, and then that was it for their their scenes and, and that plot. So I can't wait to watch season uh, episode four because Corey told me what happened, and I, I'm just anxiously wanting to watch. So, now, like I said, there's, I said, two plots. So, the second one, of course, was Penguin, Jim Gordon, Haven. Let's go. All right, so Penguin, of course, he's running his empire from City Hall, right? Where all the food is, all the guns are. He's well protected. You know, he's a true gangster. He's like the Don Corleone of Gotham. He is running his criminal organization, let's say. Right? He's the Don Profito. You know. So he has a choir. Yeah, you heard me right. He has a choir singing <laughs> his praises. This is such a joke. Uh, <laughs> so, and then he then finds out that there's nobody there to really work for him because they've all abandoned him. They have taken upon themselves to just leave this moron because he's not doing nothing for them. He's just eating high on the hog and they're just starving. So they said, F it, just leave. So let's switch to Jim Gordon now and Bullock. So Jim now, he's in Haven. 
trying to keep cooler heads prevailing and giving the people hope because now they're attacking each other and about rations and food and all this stuff. So he's trying to, you know, keep it together, keep everyone together. And that was a good speech. That was a great speech. And now, of course, when Penguin finds out he's abandoned by everybody, even his dog, that's a joke. Edward, that's his name, Edward. And that's just a joke on Edward Nigma. If everybody knows who I'm talking about, if they watch the show. So he calls his bulldog Edward. And even the dog left him. So that was a joke. So, <laughs> and then they all went to Haven. So, of course, he retaliates, right? And goes to Haven to get all his people back. But he doesn't realize that the only reason they're at Haven is of their own free will. They want to get away from him because he's an idiot. So he takes two gang members that he is torturing in the back room. And one of them, I don't know, this guy, he's crazy. He, he, he has two of them. One of them is dead and he uncuffs him, you know, from the wall and he drops. He's already dead. The guy goes... Oh, this guy's been dead since yesterday. I'm like, yo, Gotham. I think Gotham is the only show that's that violent. That is on nor uh, cable TV. Oh my God, that's remarkable. I don't even think Arrow is this dark. No way. Anyways, so he heads over to Haven. And he, start, he takes the gang members and all this with him. Right? More, more gang members. Right to do his bidding, so he threatens Gordon. Gordon shoots back with the cops. People drop like flies. They run out of bullets. The GCPD, and you know, some like well, that's it. So everybody gets thrown into isolation, and of course, this don't last long for Penguin. God, you know, you have gang members there. Of course, it's every man for themselves. They want power, just like everybody else. And so they turn on Penguin and throw him in lockup. Like this, I mean, karma's a bitch, you know. And, and, and when I see stuff like that, I just laugh at that character, Penguin. Because to me, he's a, he's a gimp. He's a, he's a joke. But Robin Lord Taylor plays him perfectly. I mean, that's how he's lasted this long. His character is going to last a long time anyway. But Robert Lord, Robin Lord Taylor, the actor, remarkable actor, all of them are, um, do a fantastic job in portraying these characters in Gotham. So, of course, before that happened, because once Bullock told Jim that what was going to happen and Penguin was on his way, as he had forced his way through the barricades. So he told him, told sorry, Jim told Bullock to go get help from the only person that they could. And if you watch the show, you know he's going for Barbara. Okay. So, of course, she comes running because she wants to kill Penguin because of what she did to Tigress. And that's um almost how it ended. Yeah, let me just... Say that when she showed up, you know, she's on fire. She's lit. Like, she's angry. She's next level. Like, she's a mushroom cloud. She's nuclear. 
And she's like, get out of the way, Jim, get out. And, you know, it's, I swear to God, this show is amazing. So Jim's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. No way. So she's like, well, fine. First bullet's in you. Well, I ain't getting out of the way. Do what you want. And the, un- the inevitable happens. The inevitable. Because I didn't even see this coming. Didn't even see this coming. The entire building where these people from Gotham are staying at Haven explodes. It explodes. Oh, my God. And all Jim Gordon can do after he got off the got up from the ground after being thrown there by the explosion and, and dusting himself off, he's in shock. And for me as a viewer, I'm in shock too. You know, like all those people, even the kid that helped, you know, one of the slaver kids who was rescued by Gordon and the GCPD, you know, in an, in the earlier episode. I mean that like that kid like that poor kid I I got to see what episode 4 has but you know overall I think the 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 level of production has increased I think the level of violence has increased and I think from season 1 till now even though it's a shorter season and it won't be a full 24 or 26 episodes I think um I think that they still can do a great deal of good in these episodes and bring the viewership to an all-time high and I hope they succeed because I'm a huge fan of Gotham I'll miss it when it goes and you know um if you want me to do more episodes of Gotham I can um but remember I'm going to break it down by plot uh break it down scene for scene and certain characters that stand out to me or if they all stand out to me for the for the plot and and it, it leads the story where it has to go then I'll talk it like that that's how I that's how I do it but overall I enjoyed this production of episode three. I'm looking forward to episode four, which I'm going to watch shortly after I finish this recording. Um, I hope you like my breakdown of this episode, Corey. I appreciate um, your friendship, um, your listenership, and to whoever, whoever else listens to it. If you, you like I said, I, I post everything directly to my Facebook friends uh, first. And of course, I get it published through Anchor, uh, most notably through, um, I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Stitcher, I'm on Spotify, and I think that's probably where you'll find me as well, Spotify. I'm also on, like I said, I drop it uh, publicly on Facebook, and my webpage is there, The Movie Guy by Nigel Foote, that's me. So i Um, right now, I think I'm going to sign off, but I have to say I enjoyed this episode. It wasn't, it isn't the best one I've seen so far for the season, but, you know, it's too early to tell. It's only been three episodes. I'm going to check out number four. I've said that over and over and over again, but I am. I'm going to watch it just now and make my notes again. 
And if you want me to do episode four, I know Corey's seen it already. So, but if you guys want me to do um, episode four or continue doing Gotham, then let me know and I'll do that. Um, Yeah. So thank you very much for listening. I always appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Uh, You mean everything to me. If it wasn't for you guys listening, wherever you are in the world, I wouldn't have a podcast. So, and I'm still having fun. And there's so many movies, so many TV shows to watch. And I just hope I can bring enough joy into your lives as I do to myself. Um, making these recordings and watching these shows. So there's a lot of shows for me to catch up on. I don't know when I'm going to find the time to do that because, like I said, I work full-time. So um, the guys from work are actually, we're going to get together, um, I guess, as early as Saturday, tomorrow. That's what they said. So um My phone is on 24-7, so hopefully I'll hear something from them. Or maybe we're just going to hash out some ideas and topics and stuff. So look forward to that or listen out for that. (laughs) This is an audio podcast, not a video log or vlog. I sound old saying that. Say vlog. It's it's a video log. It's a vlog. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) Um, Yeah, so listen out for that. And I hope uh, that goes extremely well. So that'll consist of um, my friends like Alex, Birdman, or a.k.a. Pablo Ricardo, who does his own podcast as well. You can find him on Facebook, uh, find him on Spotify. And, and he also is on Anchor FM, just like me. If it wasn't for him, I would not have be on Anchor right now. So I'm going to give a shout out to Alex who told me to say movie analysis. So I appreciate that, bud. Thank you very much. Uh, to Birdman. Birdman in the house. Um, Pablo Ricardo, a.k.a. the Birdman. Um, thank you so much for your creative input and the time that you helped me um, make that page on Facebook for these podcasts I love you man um thank you for coming up with the football movie idea seeing that the Super Bowl is around the corner I appreciate that uh thank you to Damien aka Damien Wayne give you a shout out to man um you're a great dude um hands down good guy and um this is probably for me Oh, not let me. Yes, Damien, aka Damien Wayne, uh, son of the bat. Yeah, you know what time it is. Um, and Talha, who uh, has also been very helpful, uh, very critical in me getting to the next level. And I know he's probably gonna criticize this. It's too much echo, and you did it you by a wall, and. What's going on? And anyways, um, I'm just I'm just busting your balls, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate all those guys. And uh, I heard from Tim Taylor today, uh, who is residing in uh, the beautiful city of um, or the province of Quebec. So yeah, shout out to Tim Taylor, Tim the Toolman Taylor. <clears throat> um, yeah, man. So I'm 
you know, just to wrap up uh, before I get really emotional here, but I'm going to say, you know, if it wasn't for these guys, for me, um, finally having the confidence to make new friendships and go out of my way to, to, to communicate with these guys, I wouldn't be doing this right now. And, um, even if I'm in their presence and just, and just listening to what they have to say, I'm there. If I don't say anything, I'm there. They, but they allow me to talk and, and express myself, um, obviously in their interest as well. Wow. This is almost half an hour. Um, yeah. So yeah. Thank you so much guys. And you know who you are. Thank you to Corey, who's always taking the time to recommend TV and movies and stuff like that uh, to me. Thank you for getting me hooked on Gotham all those years ago. And thank you, Alex. Thank you, Birdman, Pablo Ricardo. You know who you are. Thank you, Damien. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, Talha. So um, this is this is still for fun for me. This is still going to be fun. Um, and I, uh, like I said, listen out to the, the group, um, the group that's coming up with our own podcast, um, with various topics. Um, I'm going to do my best to pick a couple of topics <laughs> that we'll talk about. And I look forward to that. So, um, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Um, this is Nigel, the movie guy signing off. I'm going to jump off and watch episode four and I'm going to enjoy Bruce Wayne kicking some more ass and hopefully I'll get out of those cuffs to <laughs> see if he's got any bat skills. Anyways, guys, thank you. I love you. Peace.